That smooth Christian jazz you're hearing means you've tuned in to Same Old Song, the lectionary podcast of Mockingbird Ministries. I'm your co-host, Aaron Zimmerman. I'll be joined by Jacob Smith as each week we break down the lectionary readings for the upcoming Sunday to give you something to think about, and if you're a preacher, to give you something to preach about, and no matter who you are, to give you a connection to the never-changing message of God's grace for actual people like you. Unzip that monogrammed faux leather Bible carrying case and cover, pull up a chair, and let's dig in. Well, another year, and uh, we're a week into it, and uh, already the uh, resolutions are waning, And uh, but you know, still in the dog days of the winter, but um. Uh, we're here, and uh, Jesus is getting baptized, and so, um, and we're going to be talking a lot about baptism and everything in between. But before, you okay, man? <laughs> yeah, well, seem to be moving was, back and forth. Like, I mean, it's like, Jake's watching me. So, for those who don't know, we do this uh, obviously across the American continent, and I am in my office in Waco, and Jake's in uh, Poo, York City. But I am uh, freezing my little took us off here in my office because it is it's the day that this Arctic front is hitting the whole country and so i was i was bent the reason i looked like i was rocking in the little zoom screen that you could see of me i looked like i was having a moment like trying to just rock myself to some sorts of uh tranquility (laughs) i was bending over to pull up my socks because my legs are cold in my little ice box of an office this is our office is an old house and it's um you know it's waco texas so it wasn't built with uh, the heavy insulation that might happen in in those colder climes like new york so well, that's what I was doing. Are. I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. That I'm may be the most exciting intro that we've ever had. <laughs> Zimmerman pulling up his socks. Really, yeah. I wish I was wearing long johns, but just just cold up here in my office. How you doing, Jake? I'm well, thank you. It's uh, it's not as cold as it is in Waco, New York City. It's uh, but uh, you know that doesn't matter. We're like it be weeks out from this. It's old news. So anyway, I know. Um, other things have happened. This is the uh, first Sunday after the Epiphany, and. Uh, as tradition dictates, we always discuss uh, the baptism of our Lord. And so this is uh, the great uh, Epiphany. But before we jump in and tell them about the reading, can you tell us a little bit about what Epiphany means? What is Epiphany? Epiphany means revealing. We know this because we actually just use that word in everyday language. I have had mm. an epiphany, some sort of insight. That's like, aha, I get it. Now I see what's going on. So. It is the um, feast of the church year that falls always on January 6th, and it's the arrival of the Magi, or the wise men, who have come to pay homage to the Christ child with their gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So there are some of our listeners that may have moved the January 6th Epiphany readings about the wise men to January 8th, but technically it's not what you're supposed to do. So... Uh, but that's so the season of Epiphany. So there's the day of Epiphany, January 6th, and then there's the season of Epiphany, which is the whole um, uh, time uh, before you get to Lent. And it the, the theme of it begins with the wise men and their arrival, the Magi, and the those dudes are Gentiles. You know, Jesus is the is the Jewish Messiah. The anointed one, the son of David, the one who's supposed to sit on the throne of Israel, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's kind of his his home team. 
but he's also the savior of the whole world, and that's symbolized by the arrival of these Persian astrologers, these magi, the Gentiles. And so the whole season of Epiphany is about this revealing, this aha moment, this this insight that Jesus is not just for the Jewish people, but is actually for the sin for the for the whole world. He takes mm. away the sins of the whole world, that he saves the whole world, all that sort of stuff. So that's the Epiphany, the great um, surprise to everybody um, that was waiting for the Jewish Messiah, uh, that Jesus is actually for the whole world and that his uh, his scope is much larger than just the people of Israel or that land or kicking out the Romans, but it's for all time and all people and all places. So that's what the Epiphany is about, and we'll be going through that over this next few weeks. Um, in 2023, we're going to go through the six Sundays after the Epiphany, and then we'll hit Transfiguration Sunday, and then we'll hit uh, Lent, we'll hit Ash Wednesday and all that. Uh, but um, the the thing that um, uh, you should know, listener, if you are a preacher, is that every year in the uh, lectionary, year A, B, or C, we're on that three-year cycle, one of the synoptic gospels is like the central gospel that you'll be reading through. And in this, in year A, and we'll be in that 2023, um, we're going through the gospel of Matthew uh, for the most part. A few things will dip out of it, like for things in Lent and Holy Week, etc., but Matthew is what we're going to be in. So if you have some time, some downtime in this early week of January, and you are you want to kind of get a flavor for the year, go ahead and read the Gospel of Matthew, and, and you'll be you'll be um, ready to go. But so that's why the reading for this uh, Sunday comes from Matthew chapter two, beginning of the story of Jesus' ministry as he get baptized in the Jordan River. But we're getting ahead of ourselves because we begin. Boy, Jake, you mm-hmm. see Terry, you're like, what's Epiphany, Aaron? And you're like, and I'm like, thank you. I'd like know, to speak man. for 10 minutes about Epiphany and develop you know, the theme. If, well, you know, if people want a good commentary for Matthew, since we'll be in it for the, basically the next year, um, I recommend uh, uh, Friedrich, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, um, Jingleheimer Schmidt? Uh, yeah, no, Friedrich Dale Bruner's uh, commentary, two-part commentary on the Gospel of Matthew. It's really, really good. And uh, he... Um, he nails a lot of these central ideas, especially that you will find around Epiphany, this manifestation of God um, as man manifest, mm-hmm. and uh, and he makes he really you know there's lots of stories in in, in the world about men becoming gods, but uh, he really um, hammers home the fact and the importance of what makes this story unique is that God has become man, and so um, and we see this through all of our readings. Isaiah 42, verses 1 through 9, and then um, where we take a look at the suffering servant, and then we have Acts chapter 10, verses 34 to 43, where um, Peter delivers the content of what the epiphany is about, and then uh, we have the baptism of Jesus, Matthew chapter 3, verses 13 through 17. So going to the Old Testament, Aaron, what would you, uh, what are some of the things you'd highlight? How would you preach this? So again, on those epiphany themes about Jesus is for everybody, uh, you get that here where it says um, in verse 4, and the, the coastlands wait for his teaching. Coastlands was sort of a shorthand for Gentile people since the, the Jewish folks were not seafaring people. They, um, Tyre and Sidon and those parts along the coast, along the Mediterranean Sea, those are Gentile areas. And so also it says he has established justice in the earth, so meaning the whole... Um, again, the whole world, and but in the beginning, verse one, bring forth justice to the nations. That's the goyim. That's the people. That's the the Gentiles. So all this is wherever it says nations here, you you know that it means non-Jewish people. 
and that that so this is underlining for us that Jesus is for everybody and that this was part of the plan from the beginning mm-hmm. um, and so that's the thing but just teaching that to people is not gonna maybe pack the pastoral and existential punch that you would want in a sermon to give comfort to humans and forgiveness to sinners and so there's a couple of things that I would probably underline to be a focus of a sermon here uh, if I were preaching on it and one of the things that I would uh, say is this beautiful picture of God as someone who has compassion on things that are maybe weak and things that would be overlooked and maybe things that the world would say are worthless Um, so he says in verse 3 a bruised reed he will not break this messiah this suffering servant who we know is christ a bruised reed he will not break a dimly burning wick he will not quench a bruised reed is worthless so a reed is like a little stalk of kind of a grass type thing but it was it's if you ever see a reed growing by a riverbank or something you know it's it's hollow if you cut off the stem of a reed it's hollow and it would be used in the ancient world as a straw and if the reed has been bruised just like if you get a paper straw these days then after you, you can't get those in Waco but you can get them in tech in in New York yeah. um, they don't even have the plastic straws plastic straws don't don't really Useless. break but the paper ones they sure do um, but yeah once the straw is bruised once the reed is snapped it can't really be work used anymore won't work anymore um dimly burning wick is the same thing it's like this is a wick that has kind of worn out um in your oil lamp and so it's just making smoke now it's not really burning uh and it's not not doing right and so the world would say a bruised reed should be tossed out and a burning wick should be replaced and what this is saying is that god is um does just doesn't have common sense and he keeps these things that the world would say are worthless and so there's a picture of grace here for a human who is a sinner for a person who doesn't have their act together um and there are some people in the congregation on january 8th that are still unlike jacob smith and aaron zimmerman going strong on their new year's resolutions but at some point they might not be they might turn into a bruised reed and a, and a dimly burning wick a smoldering wick um and at that point know that god um, is there for you. Um, so that's what I would talk about if I were um, here. There's other stuff to say. People who yeah. are blind, people who are prisoners, mercy for them, all that. What would you say, Jacob? No, that's a, I think that's a beautiful thing to highlight. And there is there is a lot of historical context here that you could really, you know, use as filler. <laughs> so uh, I'd like talking about... Um, <laughs> Come on, you know, that's why people are be- coming to church. This is the beginning of the suffering servant, but just like you said, so a bruised reed I will not uh, break, and a and a smoldering wick I will not extinguish. Well, this is goes down to the now. Why is that possible? You know what I mean? Uh, why is that possible? Well, it's because see, the former things have come to pass. Uh, uh, the law which bruised you and uh, um, and uh, sm- made you a smoldering way. As a matter of fact, just completely extinguished you. Now the new things I now declare in this suffering servant, a.k.a. the one, the God who has come down to meet you and uh, the God who fulfills the law, not so that now you can be the law and like get yourself to burn brightly and stand upright on your own, but that behold, he makes all things new. And Mm. so, and this is what he's going to tell you um, in the suffering servant, uh, the gospel, what this suffering servant will do for you, me, and the whole world. And so uh, the law is a dead letter and it's come to pass. Um, New things now, God declares, and that he's become man to lay his life down for you. And uh, so that you and I might live in the freedom of the gospel.
That's right. And uh, it is the Lord that does that, that brings the gospel and everything else is seen as an idol. And that's another thing this passage sort of gets at that um, he says, I am the Lord in verse eight. That is my name, my glory. I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. Um, almost, I mean, not almost every other system other than the gospel of Jesus Christ is somehow based on you working to get something. And that's what idolatry is. Sort of you um, put your quarter of righteousness into the divine vending machine and then you or whatever the offering is and then you you get what you want and god does not work that way god is a god of grace and so he's a this is a new thing it's a new way of doing things and uh this is the announcement that that's that that's coming and obviously gets fulfilled in jesus christ so speaking of our lord jesus christ we should now turn to acts chapter 10 the acts of the apostles where we get this speech from peter this sermon which again is uh, this theme of epiphany being Jesus is for everybody, not just a certain um, religious and ethnic group in um, in the Mediterranean region in the first century, but that he is for everybody. And this is St. Peter figuring it out in a speech in Acts chapter 10 where he sees Gentiles have, um, have received the Holy Spirit. But uh, Jake, if you were preaching on Acts chapter 10, uh, what would you talk about? What would you want to highlight for folks? Um, well, I would uh, highlight that... Uh, uh, that the message has always been the same. You know what I mean? The very one of the, this this epiphany sermon is the same sermon that I'm delivering to you, um, and that is uh, that um, this Jesus um, he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him, and we were witnesses. Peter was a witness to all of that. This actually happened in real time, in real place, and it is his life, his perfect life, that uh, reckons uh, you. Um, uh, reckons you a righteous, and then we put him to death, uh, you know, but God raised him and allowed him to appear not to all, but to who were chosen by God as witnesses. And uh, he really did rise from the dead. He ate and drank, and this is what justifies us. And now this is the job of the church, and, and this is the job that we do, to preach to the people and to testify that he's the one ordained by God as judge of the living and the dead. Now, the way this gets pitched is, well, get your act together. But um, uh, he is the judge who's been actually judged in your place. And uh, by faith in his blood, he declares you righteous on account of his work. And so in all the prophets, this was never plan B, but all the prophets testify about him, that everyone who believes in him receives what? The forgiveness of sins through his name. It's that Amen. simple. Yeah. And, and so the, other... the message, the point is here, you and I aren't making something up. There's a high Christology right from the beginning. And this is what we proclaim and share. The other thing I think that uh, is, if you if you want to unpack the story, because this is just Peter preaching a sermon to some Gentiles, but there's a really cool story behind it, which if you want to get into, I think can mm. can really preach. So this is about uh, Peter is talking to Cornelius and Cornelius's household. He was a centurion. He was a Roman um, uh, official uh, in charge of troops, and um, would have been a man of means and authority and power and he, via this vision, um, basically brought Peter to his house because he was he was a man who was he was he was called God fearing, meaning he was a Roman, but he was very interested in Yahweh and the God of the the people of Israel. And uh, right before this, Peter would have thought that there's no way that the gospel, the message of Jesus Christ, was for Gentiles, even though mm -hmm. he may have heard something about it. He didn't really believe it, and he has to be convinced. Peter himself has to receive a vision prior to this in chapter 10 of God 
um, telling him to kill and eat unclean animals because Peter thought that there were only certain kinds of people that God could save and could be on God's team. And so Peter has to have this epiphany that the that God is no longer dividing people along those lines in terms of ethnicity or observance of certain um, religious codes that um, that everybody can come to the message of Jesus. So this is, this is the um, kind of... A wild announcement of epiphany and that Peter has to get because nobody believes everybody believes as as you said Jake that like uh, you know uh, you have to work for whatever you're gonna get and and it's all about what you earn and it's all about your resume and it's all about your pedigree and um, the idea that you would be forgiven and you could be in God's family because of God's grace is not what the world thinks. And so Peter had to come to that realization. Even though he was a Christian, he'd been filled with the Holy Spirit, he knew Jesus personally for many years, all of that, he still had to see that this message is not just for the Jewish people, but for everybody. And this is why, and so Peter miraculously has to get this message, this understanding, even as a Christian. And as Christians, we also need to continue to be reminded that the gospel is for everybody, even for us. And um, and that's why then Peter can be in Cornelius's house, telling all these uncircumcised people, all these Gentiles, that Jesus is for them and um, that you can receive forgiveness of sins through his name. And of course, the end of the story is immediately after he finishes talking, they all come, you know, they all get filled with the Holy Ghost and they get baptized and it's amazing. So that's, mm. uh, the, the story here is cool. It's not just a speech kind of out there in the ether. There's a really wonderful context that I think is eminently preachable. That's great. Thank you very much. So we move now to the Gospel of Matthew chapter 3. As Jake, you said at the top, this is kind of the 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 main text of uh, of this Sunday, where we hear about Jesus's baptism, and it's fitting because you know now that we've celebrated the birth of Jesus, we've celebrated his circumcision, his naming, being in the covenant people. Now he's going to officially, you know, we're going to skip forward a few years and begin his ministry, which happens with this baptism um, by John the Baptizer at the Jordan River. Uh, how does Jacob Smith preach this passage? Well, the first thing that I would um, say is that um, just for clarification, because, you know, you may have um, some people in your church who grew up and didn't believe in infant baptism and don't know what infant baptism, that think that this is a, because this text has been used and the, and the Luke's account has been used um, as a justification for adult baptism. Now, it's important to note that this baptism is not a Christian baptism. This is a baptism for repentance. And uh, um, the baptism of Jesus occurs in all four Gospels, just like the crucifixion, uh, because uh, this is a very, very important uh, point that is happening in Jesus' life. So Jesus comes into the water, and what does John say? I need to be baptized by you, and you come to me. But Jesus says, let it be so now for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. So what is going on in this moment? Why does Jesus need a baptism of repentance? Because he is identifying like the circumcision last last week. He is becoming, he's placing himself under the law, as Paul says in Galatians, under his law. He is becoming like us in every way, yet without sin. And so... Um, you have this moment where like we see our savior jesus who um not only is for us but is with us and like us in every way and without sin and there's this great song from our hymnal hymn 135 songs of thankfulness and praise um 
And uh, it says, uh, there's this great line, and it says, um, uh, uh, it says, manifest Jordan streams, prophet, priest, and king supreme. So here he is, our prophet, priest, and king. And a Cana wedding guest in thy God had manifest, manifest power to find, changing water into wine, anthems be to thee addressed, God in man made manifest. And so with that, so here he is, God identifying with us in every way, but then uh, being manifested as um, as God's beloved son. And see, you know, Jesus enters into, um, so Jesus enters into our waters and becomes like us in every way. And now through the waters of baptism, and this is how it connects to baptism, is that uh, we enter into his waters, buried with him in, like, in, a, in a death like his, we come out like him in every way, not just not guilty, but completely and totally innocent and justified before God. And so this is a very important moment. Jesus, like you in every way, to fulfill all righteousness so that when you are baptized, you are like him in every way and completely and totally justified. Yeah, the, um, the thing that I always kind of I think of when I read this passage uh, you know, you talk about Jesus wanting to kind of be with us. I totally identified with this is, is exactly right. And what I always think about is um, the opposite of that is when you see a photograph of a group of people and there's obviously one person who really doesn't want to be in the picture. Like, I don't want any evidence that I was ever with these people, that they knew me. You see it often when teenagers are in photographs with their parents yeah. and extended family. Like, you'll see, like, all these people and, like, khakis and sweatpants and like uh, fun Christmas themed sweat sweatshirts and then there's like the goth kid over at the end like just mortified that she's in this yeah. picture with these uh, with these folks um, that um, because of some curse she happens to be related to or um, and so also when teenagers when you used to go to the mall when that was a thing your parents had to drive you and you'd like you you'd like want to walk about like 20 paces behind them like and never make eye contact and um, all you wanted them was was to buy the things you wanted but please don't anybody associate you with them and here jesus is like the opposite he's like no i want to be in the picture with these people all these people lining up all these sinners and hypocrites and Mm. slanderers and uh reprobates all of them lined up to get baptized because they're real sinners in the jordan river i don't want to stand above or apart or away from them i want to stand with them i want to be in the photo he's photobombing with all the sinners because he wants to be in there with them so he wants to be identified it's like when you look at a picture of all the sinners and your grace jesus saying i want to be in that picture because i'm here for them and so absolutely so that's that's the that's the illustration for this one and of course the beautiful thing and because he's like that uh, God, because he's identified with us and he's like, hey, I've got the Santa sweater on too. You know, um, he is, uh, God says to you as well, because he's identified with you. Uh, you're my beloved son as well. And with you, I'm totally well pleased. Yeah. And it was such, what's so beautiful about Jesus is this is such a clear indication of how just at peace he is with who he is. Mm. Um he doesn't mind going into the water with all the sinners because he knows he's this beloved son. Um, and that's something that as, as the Holy spirit works in the heart of the Christian by God's grace over time, I think, um, if 
so this is what this is what we mean by sanctification. Um, we talk about it here at Mockingbird and at Calvary St. George's and St. Albans Waco. Sanctification is not getting more holy through trying harder. Sanctification is just getting used to your justification, getting used to the fact that you're loved and accepted and redeemed. And as that happens, maybe by God's grace, you begin to be a little bit less neurotic and you're a little bit more comfortable in your skin. And you're a little bit more at peace in the world. And Jesus, of course, is a picture of this at 100%, that he does it. He, he doesn't mind being in the picture with all the losers and uh, sinful humans because he's so sure of God's love for him. And that's what he hears from his Father. And there's an additional word of, word of grace here because we who are in Christ hear the same thing. Um, you know, most people go through life just feeling like they need an attaboy, an girl, or just a, uh, somebody kind of saying, I'm for you. And, um, and here that's what the word is from the Father to the Son. And because we are, as we talked about last week, um, we can cry out, Abba, Father, um, we are in this family. Jesus is our brother. So these words are for us too. And that'll preach. Tell that to your people on mm -hmm. January 8th, uh, that, um, that, that the Father is pleased with them and they can mm. rest in that. Uh, Jesus wants to be in the family photo with them to redeem them all. So that's the epiphany. That's the revealing. Any stone we've left unturned, Jake? Anything you want to say, clarify, or correct? No, I think we're good. I think we got it. So um, you look pretty sanctified right now. There's like a you have like clearly some sort of lamp shining upon your face, or maybe mm, it's um, uh, it's you uh, look very illuminated. No, I'm well. That's the last epiphany. I'm transfigured. <laughs> so uh, you know, <laughs> stay tuned, everybody. A couple weeks away. It's your son so, Jake's getting. He's in his. Tan, he has a tanning lamp in his office. He's got to keep that's right. Low. Preacher's got to look successful, right? Doesn't matter how we feel on the inside. <laughs> Anyways. Well, God bless you as you preach. God bless you, Jake, as you preach, preach in your mustard um, cardigan, which you're wearing and I'm very much a fan of. Bye, everybody. Bye. Somebody's looking. Somebody cares. Somebody wonders what you're doing today. You know we crucified him, buried him, but three days later, well, the stone got rolled away. And yes, Thanks for listening to Same Old Song. Hope you found some gospel nuggets for the pulpit or for your life. If you like what you heard, leave a review or rating in Apple Podcasts. Dave Zoll will be sad if you don't. Thanks to TJ Hester for audio production. And remember to keep that Bible by your bedside, ready to rock and roll.